0: Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. All right, so I'm here now with Justin. And uh, Justin, uh, uh, he wants to build a, a rocket mass heater. Uh, he's going to be building a, a Walker stove design, it looks like, and so uh-huh. from Matt Walker's stuff. And, uh, so Matt's, Matt does real good work. So I'm, it's like, ooh, this ought to be, this ought to be fun to talk about. But it's definitely the, uh, uh, rocket mass heater as opposed to his most popular thing, I think is a rocket cooktop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Justin, uh, what are, let's, let's get started. What's your first question about this, uh, that you want to, I mean, I would imagine you'd want to talk to Matt about all this
1: stuff, <laughs> right?
0: But uh, maybe you're like, uh, "Got me for a discount?" Maybe I don't know,
1: and I'm yeah, like,
0: oh, sure. What the hell? Let's see what this putz has to say.
1: So. Yeah, I, I mean, we, I, uh, I mean, consulting comes with his plan, so we we went back and forth quite a bit uh, in emails. But yeah, I figured I might as well ask what some of your opinions were on a few things. Uh, you know, so, so one of the things, like the, uh, the plan, I, I actually bought his, his batch box, uh, rocket mass heater plans, but I'm going to build a J-tube. Oh, good. Oh, uh, from, from listening to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but it's, I I believe it's designed to go on a four-inch thick slab. Um you know, but I was actually able to get a hold of my builders. I, my floor in my house is a four inch thick slab. Um they didn't think it would support the weight. And I I, I was just kind of curious what your thoughts were on, on some of that. Like they they thought if it was gonna be like if they had known I was gonna do it, they would afford a footer. Uh what they had said. Um Check. Did right. you Let's, did you look at the the plans to know what we're looking at?
0: I am I'm looking at them right now. Okay. Okay.
1: Um.
0: Okay. Uh, what kind of what's what's inside your four inch slab? Is it rebar? Is it that
1: mesh stuff? Is it? Uh, um. So I know that it is on. Compacted gravel, and I know that my soil in this area is right where the house is. Looks like pure sand, but it, there's there's got to be enough clay in it that it turns into like a shitty cob in the in the middle of summer. Like it gets really hard. Um, but as far as rebar or something in the concrete, the builder said it's a, some sort of a wire, yeah. but not. Like a good rebar, they've got this
0: kind of wire mesh stuff that they lay down, where it's like these okay. six by six squares. And uh, right, it's it's not as substantial as rebar, mm-hmm. um, and it's but it's okay. Um, there's mm-hmm. ways to make it be even more okay, and then there's cheaper ways. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and so, um, but I think it's a good time to point out that um, after there's like before you buy the product and you're saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm shopping around for quotes, uh, I am thinking about building this thing on it, the answer is probably universally like, oh, yeah, 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 our stuff will uh, totally handle that. Yeah, no problem. And then after you after you buy it, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I have this uh, child who's going to ride his little tricycle. Is it going to hold the weight? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> You need to hire us to come back and uh, build something way better. Okay. Yeah, that's what you okay. need. yeah, yeah. So um it's not entirely true, but I believe you understand that there's a bit of truth to what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, I, I 'cause I, I I kinda get what you're getting as like potentially they could come back and put a footer in for me. Right. Sure. Sure. Uh sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Let's, let's, uh let's move on a little bit. I mean, like okay. how cold does it get where you are?
1: Uh, so I'm in zone six B. Okay. So uh I think it, it gets below
0: freezing, not it a does. lot below freezing, but not a whole
1: lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, how, how much water wants to come and
1: play underneath your foundation? Uh, I would think not a lot because the soil drains so much right there. Okay. All right. Uh, I I I mean, if you if you mean like how high is the water table, or nope, how much nope. water stands? I mean, if the water table
0: was uh, six inches below your gravel, mm-hmm. you've got bigger problems. <laughs> But okay. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of like when it rains, mm-hmm. is there water getting underneath your stuff so that when it then turns around and freezes, then you could start to get like frost heaves and stuff wanting to twist your
1: four-inch slab into little pieces of four-inch slab. Okay. Um, I mean I. I don't think so.
0: All right. All right. So this is probably going to be pretty rock solid. And, uh, at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, let's say you put something super heavy on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I think one thing to think about is like maybe you love water beds and you decided to put in this king size water bed. How much is that going to weigh? And it's like, Probably more than what we're talking about doing here, I mean, oh really, um, I don't know. I'd have to do the math on that, but huh. um, I'm mean, we could kind of math out cubic feet and convert it to gallons eight pounds per gallon, and see how we see how we do, but maybe, okay, maybe this is gonna be about in that weight department, but more off to one side, not spread out as much as the water, bed. Uh, okay. But the thing is, is that it's like, okay, um packed gravel, and then mm-hmm. you've got a cement found, you've got four inch, a four inch cement slab on top of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm going to, I want to guess that it's going to be okay, but it is a little bit of an edge case. It's like, okay, if I think that if Vegas was putting like you're gonna build this thing and Vegas is taking bets on whether or not the cement is gonna crack, mm-hmm. then um my guess is is that um they're giving odds and that odds are that it's gonna be fine. Okay. I think that's where the bets are going.
1: More okay. People are betting that it will not crack. Okay. Well, so to add a layer to that, one of the things I was thinking about doing, uh, which I, I had told the builders I was going to do it, and this may have calculated into why they thought no, uh, but on the outside of, of what his plans are, outside of the brick, I wanted to put uh, a mosaic pebble uh, uh, sort of layer on that. So I was going to put like a quarter inch of, uh, the clay sand mortar on that and stick pebbles into it. So that would add a fair amount of extra weight.
0: I'm, I'm not feeling worried. Okay. Yeah. I mean, granted, this isn't, this isn't a slam dunk. Right. right? But a four inch slab is respectful. Right. And, okay. Uh, I'd, I'd feel better about it if it had rebar in it instead of that mesh right. stuff, but you know, the mesh stuff is okay and uh, okay. I'm thinking we're going to be alright and so I'm not not too, but I I gotta I also gotta say like, yeah, there is a little bit of an edge case here not a huge right. edge, edge case, but a little bit. Now, let's suppose it does break. Let's suppose it cracks Okay Now what? I mean like Oh, um, but there's a crack in the floor.
1: Yeah, well, well, that's kind of, it would be a question to me, too, is is what happens if it does break? Do I, does it just, it's all it is, is a crack in the floor? Because it, 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 I mean, there's no harm to the floor, or does like, the slab tilt up. You know what I mean? I, I have no idea what happens.
0: I think it's cracking. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything more to it. I think it's oh. just, Okay. Uh, character yeah there you go (laughs) there you go styling now yeah (laughs) yeah i think you're gonna be fine i mean if you're really worried about it you could put down like uh, a quarter inch thick steel plate you know to kind of distribute the weight a little bit okay um but I think if it were me, I think I would build on it. I think it's probably going to be okay. okay. And uh we'll we'll see how it goes, but uh um I I think that uh um Matt is going to be more by the by the rules, by the book, by the mm-hmm. by the numbers than I am. I'm going to be a little bit more uh free-flowing here. But right. I I think it's okay. I mean, I do I think about these things. Mm-hmm. But um in this particular case I'm thinking like, yeah, there's a there is a chance, but I think we're gonna be okay. Okay. All right. Let's let's jump in.
1: What's the uh, next question? So another thing I I, I was kinda I, I actually didn't uh mention this in emails with him, but I was thinking on his uh his bell top, I was actually thinking of replacing that with metal. because uh, I listened to one of your podcasts uh talking about the uh, uh is it the heater in the red cabin you said like it was the small batch box uh I, I believe you were talking about how there was no metal on it, it so it was that uh, or that cyclone or whatever rocket right. mess heater. right uh and so the the temperature was like it took forever to heat up and then you would wake up in the middle of the night too hot and you have to open the windows.
0: Right. Uh, this this Walker design doesn't seem to have uh any metal. It's all brick.
1: Right. And then there's that you've got the sort of bench area with the with the slab on it and the bell top with the slab on it. And so I was kinda of wondering if over the over the bell uh to just put um uh uh you know, a thick piece of steel over the top of that. So I would get a little bit more quick heat out of it to more easily play with the, the temperature in the house.
0: How how is the brick on the top
1: held up? Uh well so so I like at the top of it, it I believe is just supposed to be a stone slab.
0: Oh, okay.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So I I think the idea for his is you could just use uh I I, I think it's you you need uh ceramic fiber board. And then you could put any stone straight on top of that, uh, without worries of it cracking. I, I think that's what the plans were calling for.
0: Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, one thing about that, that ceramic fiberboard. I mean, he's been using, he's been building a lot of stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming to the conclusion that, um, I think that stuff is not very insulative. I mean, it, it does tolerate the high temps and stuff. Okay, but I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that it's like it is it is not nearly as insulative as I thought it would be, or as I wished it would be, huh, and so we keep finding ourselves like replacing that stuff and okay. uh, um. It's like that uh, that Dura board. It's that ceramic fiber sheet that's kind of, when you work with it, it's a little soft. And then once it gets hot, it it turns hard. Okay. Um, And it's kind of expensive. Right. 50 bucks a a piece or something like that.
1: Right. So
0: we are about to start our uh, Rocket Mass Eater Jamboree in uh, in a few days. Mm -hmm. And... um, I know that we are making some shifts in how we insulate things. And so okay. we're doing a lot with our J2 design is a fire brick thing mm-hmm. um, that mud has developed. And then we're placing this fire brick thing. I mean, it's, it's wrapped in steel. Um, and then we're placing this, this steel Burn tunnel that has like two holes on either end. One hole is going to be your wood feed and one hole is going to be your riser. We're placing mm-hmm. this whole thing in a short barrel full of sand. Because sand is really quite insulative and will tolerate pretty high temperatures. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like, uh, so we're doing that. And then on, on the end with the, wood feed, is going to be a whole bunch more fire brick, And mm-hmm. on the end with the riser, we're going to put what Mud calls a five-minute riser on the other end. Um, okay. We are hopeful that we have a videographer for all of this, and so later we can share the results. But that would be great. <laughs> the five-minute riser is something that can come uh-huh. together pretty quickly, and uh, <clears throat> um, it'll have probably two layers of this uh material from Thomas Fabino. I I think he calls it Super Wool or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember the exact name. I, I imagine that if we turn out to like it that we'll be talking about it a lot. But okay.
1: um I've seen that uh used a lot on uh Donkey's forums. Okay. All right. All right cool. Cool. Uh 'cause I uh, And I,
0: and Donkey's uh,
1: gonna be here for our event.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, as well as mud and many others. But, all right. Here's here's what I'm thinking. I, I get the impression that that stuff might be a lot more insulative than the Dura Blanket we've been using in the past. And the Dura Blanket is more insulative than the Dura Board, mm-hmm. which is the stuff that's in this design. Um, and we're even kind of thinking that the... Durab, that this new blanket might be more insulative than the molded ceramic fiber cores that we've been using, which are so psychotically expensive. Okay. So um, just for a a burn tunnel and a riser, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. The, the molded ceramic fiber, and it's kind of like, man, that is steep, but boy, it sure works great. So we kinda yeah. have high hopes on this new material from Thomas Rubino. And of course the cool thing is is if we're trying it out and we're like, nah, it's not cutting it. Well we can make it thicker. Let's put a couple more wraps on that one and try it again. Yeah. So huh. I I feel pretty good about it. I'm excited about this material. Um and, and we'll see, but okay, blah, blah, that's, that's a bunch of my gobbledygook about this, but going, going back to this rocket mass heater design, then yeah, you're right. It, it does look like I, I don't exactly see the flow path yet. I'm looking at the pictures. There's the, the first image is a nice 3D image. So I'm looking at the the first image and it's like, um, Okay, there'd be a riser going up on one side, mm-hmm. and then there would be an exhaust path surrounding the riser, mm-hmm. Uh, which would be replacing the traditional barrel with a stack of bricks. Right. And uh the exhaust path would go down into a bench. Mm-hmm. My guess is I could see a vertical exhaust, which is you know, let's just say it's a stovepipe. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that that stovepipe just simply goes down to where it's an inch above the bottom of the stratification chamber. Uh,
1: I think he calls for like six or eight inches. I think it's six. So it's uh, be six but, inches. So yeah. there's
0: a six-inch gap between the bottom of that pipe mm-hmm. and, and the, the bottom floors. of the stratification chamber. Wow, yeah. six inches.
1: Really? So, well, yeah, so I guess the idea, uh, was that he was, he's kind of thinking you can tune it. So depending on how it operates, raise or lower it. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's, he's kind of thinking start, I think, with like six.
0: Okay. All right. Um, okay. Sure. Start with six it, it means i mean how how tall is the interior of that stratification chamber
1: for for under the bench for oh for just under the bench
0: yeah, how tall is just the stratification chamber that's
1: uh, been a minute since I looked at the plans, but I think we're less than thirty inches under the bench well okay. so I, I think the total height of the bench is what thirty inches, so what do you
0: Oh, no, no, no. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm sure it is not that because if you're going to sit on a bench. Okay. Yeah. Your normal bench height is like something like 17 and a half inches. Okay. But you know, it could be a little tall. That's, that's okay. But I imagine that Matt, Matt is going to be real good at this. I'll bet it's the exterior height is 17 and a half inches, which makes me think that the, Stratification chamber might be something like 14 inches or 12 inches or, or something okay. like that. But that's, that's why I'm asking this. But you're, I think what I hear you saying is,
1: ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a minute since I looked over his plans. Uh, I mean, I was supposed to build that this year and things kind of got pushed off. And so I've, I've been thinking about other things. Sure. Uh, sure. No worries.
0: Um, okay. All right. And then, um, over the bench, is that like, uh, uh, some kind of slab, like maybe a concrete slab or granite Uh,
1: slab or it's kind of open to whatever you want. Uh, cause I, I think he was saying, uh, for where the bench is concrete would be okay. Uh, but you could use whatever stone you wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was thinking, um, what I'd like to do is some sort of a natural stone. And so I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I'm, what I was going to pick just yet. Uh, cause I was thinking I would want that to match the, the bench and the bell top to match and I want it to flow with the pebbles. Uh, but if I was going to do metal, for the bell, I think what I was going to do is sort of a border of the same type of stone around the bell and then have sort of the metal sucked down in it, if that makes sense. Uh, so you have like kind of a lip that overhangs the top of the bell the same as it would uh, for the slab that goes on the bench. Let's,
0: let's talk, okay, so one thing is, is that um, there was that problem with the cyclone Mm-hmm. where it took a long time until the room got warm and then you stopped the fire and then the room got too warm. Mm-hmm. But uh it did not have the bench that that you have in this Okay. Bed. Okay. So um I would I would imagine that with this design uh you're going to have some of the problem with the cyclone but let's say it's going to be reduced by um I'm going to make up a number it's it's going to be let's say it's half as much okay so um you're going to run the fire and then um uh you're going to get the room's going to be warm and half the time then you're going to let the fire go out and then uh, the room is going to get warmer still, but not too warm. Okay. Plus, your space is 20 by 20. It's a tiny house, yeah. but it's way and bigger than the red cabin.
1: There is also the, what is it, a 10 by 14 lean-to that needs to be heated as well. Okay okay, okay, so um I think that the red cabin
0: is like i guess seven by 14. so um but let's let's talk about the value of the instant heat from um, i I think that um. Uh like let's say you just had a, a regular barrel on it. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to get instant heat pretty instantly. Like within five minutes, it's like, man, that is throwing out a lot of heat and it's warming this space up very fast. I'm so mm-hmm. comfortable. And then I would imagine that um uh half hour later, you're going to be like, I've decided to not put any more wood into the fire because I am now comfortable. Okay but with this brick one, I kinda wonder and I don't know. I'm I'm doing lots of guessing. I kinda wonder if you're gonna get like an hour and a half into it before you're kinda going, um Okay, now I'm comfortable and I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. And then the temperature, you stop, and then the temperature just kind of keeps going up because it starts throwing off a lot more heat over the next few hours, and so it might get, you know, quite a bit warmer in there, but not as, not as extreme as the cyclone. Okay. All right. But again, I'm doing a lot of guessing here. Right. Okay. <clears throat> um, I, I think uh-huh. that the barrel thing is a good way to go you know for these reasons i mean it's it's a it's a key component to this overall design right um and uh uh all right so another another play cuz that's cuz now what we're what i'm dealing with is different than what you're going to be dealing with mhm what i'm dealing with is a building where there's nobody living in it and suddenly somebody shows up and they're like, ooh, it's cold. I want to heat this building up. And I've mm-hmm. never used a rocket mass heater ever. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to keep burning this thing until I am warm and then I am going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, um, all right. Well, to get it from that, for that big temperature variation to get that big, you know, the big difference in temperature to get up there, you're going to run that fire a long time. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, your mass is really hot pumping out all that heat. And then they stop the fire and then the, this, this huge heat just keeps pouring out. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody's in there all the time and they put a fire in it every day knowing, like they've learned the, the, the wackadoodleness of this mm-hmm. um, rocket mass heater, then um they'll know. I I don't I don't want to do a fire for more than forty minutes. Right. You know, like yeah. Hey, I, I'm also going to start the fire when it's like sixty in here or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I've kind of got my rhythms in place for when I run the fire mm-hmm. and everything, and, and I know about how long to run. I got I've been taught over time how to use it. So you're going to be able to do that kind of thing with this Walker
1: Rocket Mass Heater. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I, I figured. I figured you would, over time, would, would, uh, would kind of gauge how long you needed to, to have a fire to be comfortable. Uh, but I did, I guess I kind of wondered if putting that little sheet of metal on top would give a greater tunability so there wasn't any learning curve. Alright, let's, let's talk. Or about is that, that not a thing? Uh no
0: no 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 you're you're on a right you're on a good track here. You're on a good track. Um I mean that metal let's say that that that, that metal top puts out a lot of heat, just like the top mm-hmm. of a barrel would. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man, that's a lot of heat. I I'm gonna put my tea kettle up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put one of those little funny fans up there where it uh mm-hmm. kind of blows air whenever it uh is hot kind of thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it. But the the thing is, is that the heat that comes off of that is kind of pointed at the ceiling. And so there's going to be oh. a lot of radiant heat directed towards the ceiling. And so I it's see. like, I think you're going to end up where like that's you're the, sitting that's in your the chair, you're sitting on your couch over there and you're kind uh, of like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, man. But eventually yeah. that, that heat that's above will work its way down. I mean, Maybe you've got like a ceiling fan somewhere,
1: and not yet.
0: And it's like if you put your chunk of metal on the top, this this mm-hmm. system that you this thing you have in mind could work, provided the air gets circulated and stuff. And it's like okay. ah, there we go. That's the stuff. That is working
1: just. It's so, it's great. But you're right. Okay. It's
0: barrel. It's yeah. Still doing that where it's kind of heating your ceiling, or it's not doing you a lot of good, but hey, it's throwing you a bone as that heat's coming down the whole sides of the barrel. Yeah. Mostly at the top, you're getting some delicious radiant heat from it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, all right, you're getting some of that instant radiant heat and another heat that's coming out your – and it's also heating the air a little lower down as well. Although, okay. of course, there will be convective currents that form around it and just – Carry all that warm air up, mm-hmm. and, but you'll you know, and then you're basically back to where you've got this flat thing on on top. I okay. I kind of feel like I mean this is a beautiful looking thing here. Yeah, um, and so I could see wanting to do this instead of going with the conventional steel barrel, or like what's in the Fisher Price house here,
1: stainless mm-hmm. steel barrel. Well, that, that was the original plan was to do, uh, I, I actually have a couple of stainless steel, steel barrels because that's what I was going to do, uh, before I started, cause I, I, I've been thinking about this now for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched your DVDs. I read Hurry and Erica's book. I've gone through the forums quite a bit and I've run through a whole bunch of ideas to do in this space. And at one point we brought one of those barrels in the house and it's just so big for this little space. Uh, and then the clearances to the wall is what, what really kills me, you know, because if it's, what do you got to be 18 or, or more than 18 inches away from the wall in all directions. So if you put it in sort of a corner, it's like, you know, in the the area I was looking at putting it in, I've got uh, a wall length because the bathroom's on that wall so the wall on the interior is only like nine and a half foot and so you throw that barrel on it and then all of a sudden it's like man that corner's gone <laughs> it really it really eats up a lot of space
0: so uh, I gotta tell you real quick uh, that you can get your barrel closer to the wall if you use a heat shield and that's okay. pretty much what we use all over the place except in the Fisher Price house it's like out in the middle of the room Right. Which I think, you know, if we had do-overs, I would would reposition it so it's not occupying the whole room the way it is right now. But it's definitely a bit of a showpiece in there.
1: Right. Yeah, Um, and we really liked the patina that that stainless steel takes on. I mean, that that really looks – it's a nice look. Um, I agree. But a big barrel in a little house (laughs) is a lot. Right, Um, right.
0: I think – yeah, you are in a pretty small space there. Mm-hmm. Your square footage is the same as Allerton Abbey, only then you've added on this lean-to structure,
1: mm-hmm. which what size did you say that was? Uh, I think it's 10 by 14.
0: Okay, okay, alright, alright. So it adds about, uh, I'm gonna guess 20, oh, 30, 35% to the square footage, um, uh, you know, to your house mm-hmm. uh, over that 400 square feet. And it's like, okay, 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 I'm, I'm with you. Um, and uh, uh, your square footage is still less than half of the Fisher-Price house, mm-hmm. where we have that full-size barrel.
1: Um,
0: I mean... I kinda, I kinda feel like if you, if you've got the stainless steel barrel and you like that look, mm-hmm. then I'd be next looking at how to do a heat shield so you can get this. Cause you want it to be about, like, let's say about three inches away from a heat shield, which is, you know, flat metal that's going to be an inch away from your wall. And, uh, so now you're about Four inches away from your wall instead of eighteen inches away from
1: okay, I didn't realize I could get that close with the heat shield. I am roughing
0: out this math i I am going to say, yes, but you okay. might want to look into it. I know yeah uh, Erica you know has really done the math, and I think that's where she placed our heat shield. For the rocket mass heater inside the library. Okay. It's about is about like that, but um, uh, I, I was going to say like you could check with Matt because of all these things to be sure, but I'm not sure if Matt does barrels anymore. I think, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, his stuff is real handsome.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, we've we've gone back and forth to so many designs. I, I think. I think at this point, I think the, cause we also have all the brick too, uh, all the brick that we have, we have all the things, uh, but we got all that brick for free. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're a couple of slabs away from having what we have for, for that. Or I, uh, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I could, I could kind of do either. It wouldn't matter so much cost wise at this point. Uh, but I, I think the girlfriend is pretty sold on the b- brick now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I, I have also kind of taken a liking to the idea of putting a pebble mosaic on the outside of I thought that it would really add some character to the space. But at one point we were right. thinking about the, the, uh, the pebble style and having a really nice, Wood box around it. Um,
0: of course, I'm a little biased.
1: I, I, I as I think, I'm sure Matt yeah. is
0: biased towards his designs. I, I bet, yeah. And, uh, and I think Matt's a real smart fella. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like you gotta, it's, it's, uh, different artisans are gonna say different things now. And I gotta say, if it, you got your, you got your, the girlfriend factor there. Mm hmm. I gotta say that, man, this patina, it's that kind of rosy, purpley kind of, uh, color and these, and it's kind of makes its own little shapes and its own little shades of these different colors. There's mm -hmm. some blues in there. And it's like, it is, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty handsome. And, and, uh, so it's got its own little aesthetic going on, but, no, I gotta, I gotta hand it to Matt Walker. He sure makes a pretty stove. Yeah,
1: and so what, uh, I, I think one of our big concerns too is the barrel was heated it as well though. Like because, uh, you know we we have uh right now we just have one dog running around here, but we're at some point we'll probably have another one again. You know we we tend to have two dogs at any given time and it would be rather tragic for them to bump into a hot barrel, or for that matter, one of us to do that. Uh, all
0: true, all true. Yeah. How, how is it that, uh, you know, people have those conventional wood stoves and, uh, <laughs> you know, things things turn
1: out okay? They seem to. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get a story every once in a while, I, I think, but... <laughs> I, I think that, uh, boy,
0: hey, I think, you, you know what you need to do is you need to make sure you take that hot water out of your house because somebody could hurt themselves with that. <laughs> and then yeah. there's, is, you still have one of them cook stoves. I think you're going to have to take that out. That, somebody could hurt themselves with that. Um, unless of course it's adults and shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, who are like, yeah, yeah, it's a risk. I mean, it's not like this stove is on all the time. And it's the same with the rocket mass heater. You're going to probably mm-hmm. have like, uh, like let's say you did a six inch system, but you use this full size barrel. And, uh, so you would do maybe a half hour of fire every other day. It's like, okay, so while the fire's going, yeah. A barrel's going to be hot, so um might be good to not touch it
1: because, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. you know, it's hot.
1: Yeah, um, but I guess fun. it doesn't stay insanely hot for too long. Right.
0: It's just this little bit of the day every other day or so. Okay. Um, You know, we run ours for probably 45 minutes every other day through most of the winter, but when we get a cold spell, we'll mm-hmm. run it for, like, two hours a day every day you know during a cold spell um, okay and uh, uh, but yeah most of the winter it's like
1: yeah half hour 45 minutes every other day so I mean that that kind of goes into one of my other questions about it which was so uh, you know kind of around the effectiveness because um, now, it, cause now it, Obviously, you're not sitting on the one in the Fisher-Price house, right, because it's it's not really set up to be a seat. Generally, Uh, I am not, but a lot of people are. Okay.
0: So there's a lot of young folks here, and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, their butt does not seem to call to the couch as much as the warmth of the mass. And so there are people laying on the mass. There's mats for sitting on the mass. Mm-hmm. And people will do that. Um but I, I don't, I usually don't sit on the mast myself. That's okay. It's true. Uh, it- it's a little high to be yeah. a bench. Yeah. But it, a bench it kind of is. We kind of use it a little bit as like, kind of like a coffee table of sorts. So we've got some flat rocks that we use as mm-hmm. coasters. <laughs> 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 you know? That sit mm-hmm. on there, and uh, uh <clears throat> so we'll do some of that where we'll sit we'll visit with each other, and everybody's got their beverage sitting there on their little flat rock piece. There have been some people that will set their their beverage directly on the uh, granite top, and so we've got some rings on there for character, mm-hmm. and uh it's like if if anybody's ever kind of feeling like oh, I wish we could do something about these rings. It's like, ooh, ooh, I'll fix it. And I move a coaster over the ring. Mm-hmm. There. <laughs> what do you think? Looks nice, huh? So yeah. most, most of the people who care about aesthetics don't think I'm funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, already there's been some talk from some of those people about aesthetics, like we need to get all new granite to put on top of this granite. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that would be adding some more mass, which isn't bad. That'd be kinda of, make yeah. kinda of nice. But uh yeah. Who who's paying for that? Me? Oh yeah. And I think we're good yeah. the way we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here I'll get you two coasters. <laughs> <laughs> um All right. It's it's an aesthetic choice. Mm-hmm. Um I thought you were going to go in a different direction with the stainless steel barrel, and that is that uh, uh, heat does not pass through stainless steel as well as it does through mild steel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen some of that. uh, But, man, the stainless, if I was going to do a barrel, the stainless just looks too much better. It it does look pretty nice. Yeah. Now, there
0: are... there are, uh, you could, you could fabricate something or, um, you know, there's, there's options. There's alternatives mm-hmm. to, to the barrels, but it does seem like you tried to go with a six inch system with a, uh, a smaller barrel, like the 120 pound grease cans. Um, I don't know of those being offered as stainless. You certainly don't have one of those that's stainless. Mm-mm. So, so it's kind of like uh, okay, you could get a smaller barrel and go with that, but there's trade-offs, right? So, um, uh, all right, you've got a lot of decisions to make, and and I, I mean, of course, it sounds like you've watched the eight eight movie set of the Rocky mm-hmm. Massacre eight movie set, right? So yeah, you, you saw the build. We saw lots and lots and lots of builds, which I think is kind of the primary ingredient because you see many ways to do it and then you come up with what's going to be your best way. Now I am hopeful that we get this videographer for this event and everything mm-hmm. and we actually get a movie out of it and we can share it. because I kind of feel like a lot of our ideas and designs have evolved since we've put out the last four DVD set. Mm-hmm. Um and uh um which includes Matt Walker making some mm-hmm. stuff. And uh uh I just feel like we've come so far since then. So it's it's like in fact uh some of the stuff that 4 D V said is is like the the T P that was eight years ago that we built that. Um <clears throat> anyway, um so much has happened, so much has changed, so much is different. I mean the, the the thing that I think is really important is that with the first four DVD set, we were on the edge of moving into the home. Mm-hmm. Getting a Rocket Mass Eater into the home was a relatively new thing then, and to be able to do it safely and reliably. And, and I think we were moving into some awesome directions there. Mm-hmm. Then we were coming up with improvements on those designs to be even better for in the home. And I feel like the rocket mass, rocket mass heater design as a whole has, uh, still a lot of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of wonder what the next 10 years is going to be in change for rocket mass heater design. Um, so, we're gonna, I mean, we're doing lots of experiments all the time. We're pulling stuff out in big second. This podcast is continued in part two. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.